0: Brian Hayes, you're going to have to watch Todd Frazier. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning from Bradenton, Florida. I'm Dan Kolodzowicz of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates coming to you from the scene of spring training. I'll be here all week. I'm writing columns uh, for the website for DKPittsburghSports.com and doing these fun things for you every morning. Yesterday was kind of a neat day at Pirate City. It was painfully slow on one hand, and that's been necessitated by the pandemic and the way Don Kelly, who's Derek Shelton's bench coach, has been orchestrating the fields. He has everybody as spread out as much as possible. I know, I know, but you have to do everything that you have to do. And the Pirates are uh, doing more than their share of accommodating Major League Baseball's policies. And watching these guys and observing them, one of the things that's really stood out for me is the demeanor of the top prospects. They have conducted themselves with immaculate professionalism you don't see any eh, I shouldn't say any you don't see much at all of kids acting like kids O'Neill Cruz the six foot seven shortstop has a little bit of that in him where he's maybe a little bit more vocal and more demonstrative than the rest of them are but for the most part you're talking about a group that is just all business and I mentioned this to Shelton yesterday and and he came back with like this appreciative answer that I'd noticed something like that because it's something he says that they've been trying to work on to instill a culture. Now this isn't Kyle Stark or any of that weirdness. Uh, This is Shelton building off of his prior experience with the Twins and the Rays, both of whom are known for excellence in Acquiring young talent and developing it, unlike the previous front office, which just kind of pretended that it was and then brought in all kinds of military missions and carrying telephone poles on the beaches and, and all kinds of other stuff, this is about baseball that's what Ben Charrington said the day he was hired. he is this is about individual players. every player will have his own plan. every player will be developed differently, but at the same time within a culture that respects what it is that we're trying to do. One of the things that I wondered about in flying down here was how some of these younger guys, like the guys who know that they're going to have a job, maybe not right away, but that they're going to have a job within a year or two because they see that there's no veterans blocking them. It's a totally different atmosphere, really, than you'll find in most anywhere in professional sports because kids always feel that burden uh, they see that guy who's older than them and they think i've got to be better than him and i'm gonna have to beat him out and what if this coach doesn't give me a chance well the pirates obviously aren't going to be like that so I, I at least had left open the possibility that you'd see you know even our super level-headed kid the son of a major leaguer like kibrian maybe think hey you know I'm i'm kind of big stuff around here right now wow no, just no. Listen to his response yesterday when he was asked if he saw or felt anything different in that regard heading into this spring training. Not really. I just feel like um, just coming in the spring, uh, I mean, we're a really young team this year, especially this year, even younger than last year, so... Um, But they were able to get, like, some guys like Brian Goodwin and Todd Frazier to help kind of lead, like, lead the days uh, whenever we start the season and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, I don't really think that, um, like, my role is really any different, just going out there working hard every day and getting to know my teammates better and building chemistry for uh, the future. So did you hear him say that – He's got a locker stall next to Todd Frazier. If you think that's on purpose, it's not. Uh, Shelton actually uh, downplayed that pretty significantly. He said that just happened to be where the open stall was for social distancing purposes. But, but, it could work out. Kebrian might not need as much shepherding as most. You know, again, his dad was Charlie, also a third baseman for the Pirates a major leaguer for several years. So he's learned a lot about baseball life, baseball culture compared, I'm sure to most of his peers on the Pirates, meaning his age group. But it's a good thing. No, no, actually it's a necessary thing. You're going to have to have veterans in the mix Not so that, uh, you know, they can provide the necessary leadership to the kids and show them how it's done. And that kind of stuff to me gets a little bit overstated. Uh, It's usually a manager or a coach leaning on those players because they get exhausted having to teach the kids how to do everything right, no matter how talented they are. So they'll get a little bit lazy and they'll say, you know what, I'm just going to put this 33-year-old out there because at least he knows what he's supposed to do, even if he can't necessarily do it on a regular basis. At least he's not going to embarrass me. The real reason that you want this, the real reason that you need this, if you're the Pirates, is because you don't want Kibrian Hayes doing it. You don't want Mitch Keller doing it. You don't want Blake Cedarland doing it. You don't s- certainly want any of the younger guys, the guys that are in the minors, doing it. You want them focused primarily on themselves. You want them thinking about improving Their own abilities, their own play, their own performance, their own potential. That's what you want. That's what you need. When you think about Hayes going into this season, all you think about is what you saw from him in that one month in 2020. He's going to have his hands full just trying to adjust to however it is that the National League adjusts back to him because now they've got a month of video to go through and they're going to seek out his holes and they're going to pound him with what they think are his weaknesses. I don't want him worried about the rest of the clubhouse. I want Todd Frazier and Brian Goodwin and the other older guys that they have in the fold, I want them worried about that stuff. That's the way I'm thinking of this. And that goes double for Keller. Keller's a young pitcher with not even 70 innings to his name in the big leagues. I don't want him to be that guy who's anchoring the staff and being the the grand poobah of the rotation you know that the kids come to and whatever it's it's silly he hasn't pitched 70 innings so you want the old guys to be around for that purpose i am telling you all this for a reason because you're going to shake your fist all summer long when you see an old guy playing ahead of some young guy and you're going to be why are they doing this i thought they were rebuilding and whatever else this is why this is why It's a longer-term vision. Let the older guys do the leading. When we come back, just one question. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back. It's time for Just One Question. If you'd like to leave one, you can so by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that encompasses this podcast and leave it right there in comments. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. Open for business, stop in and say hello, tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's just one question comes from C.D. Powell, and it's the most predictable question in the history of Daily Shot of Pirates since I basically begged everyone yesterday to send me this particular question so that I could elaborate on it. So C.D. was first, but thanks to everyone who thought it'd be a good idea to send that in. CD's question, Dan, please expand on the Pirates' Seven Springs Conference after their 98-win season. Okay, CD, since you asked. But I'm going to withhold most, not all, but most of the names uh, to protect the uh, the innocent and the source of mine who happened to be in the room when this happened. Uh This is a baseball ops meeting. It's standard stuff. After a season, after instructional league, uh, you get everybody together, and you discuss all kinds of things, including philosophical things and whatever else here. Every team does this. Neil Huntington and Kyle Stark and everybody were up there at Seven Springs. Again, it's just baseball ops. I know Bob Nutting owns Seven Springs, but it's not something he'd be at. Uh, it's just baseball. So they're having this meeting, and at one point or other, the World Series comes on. And if you'll recall, that was the one that the Royals beat the Mets to win. And along the way, there's an observation made by Huntington that the Pirates actually were the best team in baseball that year because they had 98 wins because they had all kinds of you know really happy metrics and stuff like that and because they got better as the year went along well never mind that the pirates were eliminated in one game that's how the wild card goes it's a cruel fate it's a lousy system i hate it not just because of what happened in 2014 and 2015 to the Pirates, where you're just matching up ace versus ace, and if the other team's ace is better than yours, you're out just like that after 162 games of toiling. It's just a terrible, terrible system. But it's the system, and the Pirates were not the best team in baseball. The Kansas City Royals were. And at the time that... These guys were watching this World Series. Both the Royals and the Mets, and for that matter, everyone else who participated beyond the wild card round was a better team than the Pirates were. That's not a dig. That's not a shot. That's the system. That's that's it. That's what's right there. And suffice it to say that the room wasn't about to laugh in the boss's face that's usually not a good idea at any company but let's just say that they had many a giggle at the expense of Huntington after the fact over that line Uh, that's the sort of thing that Huntington and Stark would say to each other they were constantly in the in the process of building each other up saying that they're great no you're great no you're great i don't know but you're really great we're great yes we're great (laughs) and and even though they won 98 games which was very impressive i mean i'm not taking a thing away from what those three teams did including the 98 win team winning 98 games is really really hard in baseball but it's double, triple hard to do in Pittsburgh. And they did that. They all did that. Heck, the payroll went up to $102 million. Even nothing was involved. Everybody did this. But you don't extrapolate it like that. You don't put yourself into fantasy land. And that's what they did a lot of the time between the two of them. And it was just such an unhealthy thing. And it was one of those things that kind of continued to create that separation between those two and the rest of the staff and that's when you started seeing defections and really good smart people who helped build those teams leave for other organizations and things like that so that's the story that's it that's it i hope it was worth your one day wait thanks for sending the question in anyway cd thanks to everybody for listening we'll do this again tomorrow